trying to be in all nine CFL cities, and I, I say actually 10 now because we're. I mean, I'm going to be in Halifax as well. Uh, look, I think any day is a good day when you get to be talking about football in the middle of February, and I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm happy to be here in Edmonton and a chance to, you know, meet the fans tonight. What, what have you been hearing so far on your, your previous stuff? Well, you know, I, I think generally the mood has been incredibly positive. I started the roadshow, uh, I started in Ottawa a week ago Saturday. It was amazing. There's a lot of energy there. I was in Montreal, and that was such a positive feeling, uh, of course, with the new owners, with Gary and Sid stepping in. I think there's just a great sense that there's a future, you know, a bright future for Montreal. And we've been talking about this uh, playoff format. And what's been really, really... Um, What's been great is just the chance to hear different points of view. And, uh, you know, somebody was telling me the number of, you know, the amount of coverage we've received on the issue. And again, middle of February, great to be talking about CFL football in the middle of February. So that's been positive. You know, just generally, I think the fans are feeling good about uh, where the league is going. Uh, we've been talking about the 2.0 strategy, lots of questions about what's next on the international front. So that conversation comes up. You know, there's always a question about rule changes and, you know, been fielding a few of those. But, but generally, I'd just say that the mood has been incredibly positive and, it, and it's fun to be out talking football. So you're talking to fans, but what about the people that aren't fans that you guys need right now? Yeah, so that's obviously a big part of, uh, you know, of the overall strategy. And, and it's especially relevant to this international strategy. There's such a correlation. If you look at it's, it's all kinds of data to support this, that the internationalizing of sports has actually been a real attraction to the you know millennials gen x gen y so that's you know obviously part of our part of our overarching strategy is to create a league that's bigger that's more global because we know that has been attraction to that young fans we're actually going to be a meeting in toronto on march the 17th the teams are going to be presenting their business plans and a real focus on on fan engagement We've been talking with the Players Association, uh, with our coaches, and with the alumni about a, about a vision for a different kind of relationship with those three groups. And, you know, one where we, we set our sights on a much bigger, stronger CFL, and then we, you know, find a way to share the benefits so everybody can win. Uh, we're talking about perhaps building the biggest outreach program in the history of sport, you know, to get into every school, into every community center, you know, across Canada, and again, all designed to really reach out to, you know, fans that, that haven't been coming to our stadiums and get them to come and see their first game and experience how great CFL football is. So there's a lot, there's a lot of really positive things going on, uh, all designed around the vision of being the biggest global football league in the world. Randy, there's a $99 seat, seat sale going on in this market right now. I'd be curious to get your thoughts on that. Yeah, I, I'm, uh, in fact, I, I just was talking about it earlier this afternoon. I think if it's about giving people a chance to come and get that first experience, then I'm supportive of it. Uh, I think anytime you can get that kid, that young, that young fan who goes into the stadium and you know, becomes a fan of our game, seven, eight, nine, ten years old, and, you know, they leave the stadium and they're tugging on mom or dad or, or uncle and aunt's, you know, shirt sleeves saying, when are we coming back? I think if, we're, if it's about that, then I'm a big supporter because, I, you know, what we need to do is get those young fans. I mean, it's like so many of us who fell in love with this game as kids went to our first game. For me, it was a bomber game. You know, here for, you know, many it was an Eskimo game, and they talk about that leaving the stadium and they've been fans, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years later. If it's about that, then I'm a big supporter. Is, is there a certain threshold that needs to hit before it's successful? Or is there a danger of 
potentially devaluing a product. We, we know how hard it is to, to get something like that back. Yeah, I, again, I, I, you know, I have a lot of confidence in the Eskimos and in, uh, in Chris Presson and in their board, you know, that this was well thought out. Again, I think it's very targeted. I think this is about that fan who's not been to the game before is going to come and experience the CFL for the first time. So I think this is in it's it's isolated around an idea of that first fan experience. And as I said, I, I can um, I I've just got great support for it. This is year three of your road trip. Talk to me about the reaction you get around the country and how different it is from Montreal to Vancouver to Calgary to Edmonton to Saskatchewan. Well, you know, each stop is unique. Um, you know, I was in Hamilton on Thursday night, and it was just amazing how much energy there was there and how much passion there is for football. You know, similarly in, in Montreal and Ottawa. Uh, you know, I, I, I just find, I think people like this. I think the idea of middle of February out-talking out talking football for football fans is, and especially when the weather's like this, because you can... You can kind of make a direct link between what's happening outside here in Edmonton today and, and training camps opening in, in May. So, yeah, I think, you know, just generally speaking, overall, people like this. I think the chance to share ideas, and that's really what's most important. Look, this, this league belongs to the fans. This is a league I think the fans can be closer to the way the league is run, can have input on the way the league operates more in our league than maybe any other league in the world. So coming out in the middle of the winter and talking football with those fans is important and I and that's what I get from them is they they just like the idea that we're talking about our league uh, you know when there's snow on the ground. Do you get different concerns from different markets? Oh gosh yeah you know there's um, you know even on this new playoff format question you know everybody comes at it from a unique you know unique lens uh, but I would say I, I found uh, there was generally positive support in Hamilton uh, very positive support in, in Montreal, positive support in Ottawa. Uh, but that's what makes this exercise so valuable is you get to kind of gauge each market. I, we keep a record of how, you know, the fans responded to it. We do a poll every, uh, at every fan forum, and then I'm going to able to go back to the governors and talk about that and say, look, here's kind of the, what the fans are saying. And it's just another data point that I think will help our governors make, uh, ultimately make whatever decision they're going to make. Can you explain the new plan, uh, what you'd like to see? And was, was it your idea? Did you come up with it? No, actually, the credit goes to uh, Wade Miller, but more importantly, it goes to our innovation committee because we you know, created the innovation idea around, let's just bring new ideas. How do we make the game, is, as much as our game is fun and fast, let's make it more fun and even faster. And the idea was that the first and the two first place teams, one in the east and one in the west, would get there, would win first place and get a home field uh, uh, divisional final game, so they'd get the bye. And then after that, you'd, you'd, you wouldn't go by three, four, five, and six wouldn't be decided by division, but just by by just by record. Third would play sixth, and fourth would play fifth. There was this idea that maybe this decision day. So if um, if after the semifinals Saturday, uh, the Sunday would be devoted to the first place team overall, getting to pick who they play. I can tell you there, there's been a lot of, some people really love it. I don't think the coaches, so far I've talked to some of the coaches, the coaches aren't that excited about, because, you know, the implied disrespect is you pick me because you think you can win. Hasn't been great. Uh, but, if, uh, but I was uh, in Hamilton, as, as an example, the fans there thought, just eliminate that. Just go by seating then. So, you know, the first place team will play the, the team with the, with the weakest record that comes out of the semifinal. Um, so, so right now, I, I think generally the support has been positive. The players are meeting uh, leading this weekend. 
And, um, you know, they're going to talk about it as well. And we're going to talk about it with the governors on the 17th. We'll have a lot of good information to share and we'll see where we go from Did there. Did you say semifinal Saturday? Well, that's what we're talking about. You know, we're, of course, we're committed to our scheduling strategy. Uh, Thursdays, Fridays and Saturdays during the summer and a Friday, Saturday schedule during the season uh, in the fall post Labor Day. So we're talking about maybe we do, we've, you know, we're working so hard to make Saturdays uh, the CFL's day in the fall. Maybe we play our semifinal games on a Saturday. So these are ideas. And, you know, again, it's a chance to talk to our fans, get their input and, um, and see, what, see what they think. And then, of course, going back to the governors for their input. The XFL has been interesting. It's a little gimmicky, but are you guys watching any of it and thinking maybe some of the things are a good idea? You know, cameras even in the video replay room? Or... Yeah, so we are talking about some of the things they're doing. Look, our, I, and I believe I said this last year here, our Focus is on building the biggest, strongest CFL possible and, and staying focused on our plans. But that doesn't mean you keep your head in the sand. So, you know, you do take a look. It's, it's um, after, I don't know this weekend, but after last weekend's game, there's a lot of talk about the relative weakness of their quarterback play. So I think that's obviously in, in pro football, you've got to be able to throw the ball, you know, throw the ball. And, in, you know, I've been watching some of it and I would say I, I do, I've agreed with some of what's been written uh, but I also like some of their innovations. And again, what they're doing is being forward thinking. So some of the things they're talking about are worth talking about, you know, here. And uh, to see if someday we might fit some of those changes into our own game. Jeff Keeping stepping down at the, at the PA, uh, what effect does that have on a year from now? You're going to be into negotiations again. Uh, what effect does that have on? Well, look, we're, we're going to have to, and, and again, going to what I was saying earlier, uh, one of my goals is to sit down with the PA and, and maybe talk about a different kind of relationship, you know, one where we look forward at how do we grow this league together? How do we, how do we accelerate our revenue growth? How do, we, how do we get new fans? So, you know, whoever comes out of this process, we're going to obviously sit down with them, extend a hand of partnership and friendship. Um, I want to talk to them uh, through the lens of let's build this together so that we can create a win-win outcome. And I'm confident that that's going to work. And, you know, I just wish them luck in their, in their process. And, uh, and, and, when, and when they're done, uh, our first priority would be to sit down and see if we can't create a shared vision of this much bigger, stronger CFL, this truly global CFL, and one where players, coaches, football operations personnel, and our alumni can all share in, um, in the growth of the league. Randy, if you had a ladder of concern that had nine rungs on it, where would the Edmonton market sit? Well, oh my gosh, it's uh, interesting. I haven't, I've not thought of it that way. Look, I'm, I have such confidence in this city as a sports city. I, I believe so much in what this city stands for. And, you know, I was, I was saying to Chris, I was here uh, when they had the first Friday Labor Day rematch game. And I don't know if any of you remember that night, but I think Commonwealth was sold out. I think it was 57 or 58,000 fans ran running out, out that Friday night. They ran out of tickets. And I remember that night, like of all the games I played here, I remember running onto the field and it was just surreal. And the feeling that that stadium, it was just rocking. And, uh, and how great that was. That's my, that's my feeling of, of Edmonton, is, is that uh, how this city comes together. I know Chris is really committed to, to you know, building on the foundation. There is a really solid foundation here. 
but Chris knows that there's some work to be done. Let's build it. Let's reach out to let's reach out to Edmontonians who haven't been coming to games or haven't come to a game before, and make them feel warm and welcome in the stadium. That goes back to the issue of ticket pricing strategy. Give them that first experience. I think once you come for a game, you'll stay for a lifetime. You've lost some high name players to the XFL in the last uh, couple of weeks. What's the process for that? What's the thinking about that? Because obviously you want to keep your guys in your league. Yeah, you know, just by the sheer numbers, it's very small. So haven't spent an enormous amount of time thinking that um, that this is an area of great concern. So, you know, we'll, we'll watch it. I mean, there were th- three, three players uh, in that category that you're describing. I, so, again, I don't think we're feeling like it's an epidemic. Um, we will we will talk about it. We'll think about what did we learn from this, if anything, and then we can adjust with them, you know, adjust on the fly. But again, it goes back to my view is our future with the players, our future with the coaches, and our future with the alumni has to be one where we're all building this league together, where there's something in it for everybody, where ultimately we can share the upside together, that we come together as a, as a collective ecosystem and let's build, let's step on the gas really hard. And I think if we can find a way to grow revenues, grow player compensation, um, some of the issues of losing players will just go away.